Welcome to Run, Build, Grow, the podcast that laces up its running shoes and dives deep into the heart of the communal spirit of running. I'm your host, Andrew Ware, the Runnin' Rev, and I'm thrilled to take you on this exhilarating journey where we explore stories that go beyond the pavement. I'd like to invite you to support this podcast by following or subscribing using your favorite podcasting app or finding it online at communityrunpod.com. While you're online, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate and review the podcast to help others notice how much you enjoy it. If you leave a review, I will read your reviews in the next podcast. Share the podcast with your run community as we grow on the run and beyond. If you'd like another way to support the podcast, you can become a Running Rev patron and help support the Running Rev Run Club with monthly donations. Head on over to patreon.com slash runninrev and a monthly donation of any amount is so appreciated. Become a Patreon and get a shout out in each episode. In this first episode, I am having a discussion with Melissa Moser, the leader of Run OV here in Hampton Roads. Run OV is a nonprofit that has as its three pillars fitness, fellowship, and philanthropy. And I've got to say, talking about a nonprofit run club, it felt like the perfect place to start as we talk about not only what it means to be in community together, but to serve and to help the community beyond ourselves. And so this is a group of runners who are coming together. They're running together. They're training together. They're having fun and fellowship together. And then they are also serving their community, helping others, doing all sorts of amazing things. And so uh, without any further ado, I'll let Melissa get into a lot more detail about what this club does, what this group does, uh, what they do together, her role in it, and even how she founded this group and founded this love for running and philanthropy. So without further ado, let's hop into this episode. All right. Welcome, everybody. Hopefully, everybody is doing well. Shout out to all of our uh, listeners as as we jump into this podcast today, I want to welcome Melissa Moser as we hop into this podcast. Melissa is one of the leaders of Run OV here in Hampton Roads. Um, just an awesome club group, but also like nonprofit, which I think is going to be something that I really want to explore today because uh, one of kind of my hopes really is is connecting running and non-prophecy together at some point in time in my life. But I think that that's a really cool thing. Um, before we jump in, Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. This is a really exciting opportunity to get to share about Run OV um, and how we've grown and what we stand for. So thank you so much. Yeah, this is really exciting because uh, this is uh, so one of the kind of ideas behind this podcast in general is this like connection of running and community. And it actually started out in 2021, no, what were your 2022, when we were at Norfolk Harbor uh, race for JNA and they handed out the community award for the first time and Ocean View Run Club got it. Um, and then of course this year, ocean view did not submit an entry and run OV got it. And I kind of heard a little bit more about run OV and it kind of sparked my interest in this idea and connection of running and community. Uh, but as we, before we jump in here, you know, I want to start out with this question to start out the podcast of Melissa, what makes like your running community, your run club, your run group, your run community, what makes it the best? Like it's not a competition, but 
let's let's have fun for a minute. Absolutely. So what makes Renault V will say the best, but what <laughs> differentiates us uh one of the things that differentiates us is our pillars. Our pillars are fitness, fellowship, and philanthropy. Um, and so what that means is we offer the community a free opportunity to engage in fitness weekly by uh, we lead a uh, two, three, and four mile route every Wednesday. Um, and we provide the route directions and have that guided all paces all ages are welcome family significant others children dogs everybody um all inclusive um and then the fellowship comes into play with we have a social afterwards um and we do that at rotating locations in ocean view to support the small businesses of ocean view while also allowing our community to come together we've engaged in the physical fitness component. And now the fellowship allows us to form uh, bonds, friendships, get to know one each one another, and really explore that community aspect even more. And a lot of run clubs do that, runs and socials. But our third pillar, philanthropy, is one of the things that really differentiates us um, in that we select a different charity or philanthropic endeavor to participate in every month. And that um, really, I think, distinguishes us from a lot of the other um, organizations out there by not just doing the running or walking, um, the, you know, the physical component, not just the physical and the social, but adding in a consistent uh, philanthropic purpose every single month um, and a variety, not just, all right, we're supporting this one cause. Our, our members vote on what we do. So there's no uh, uh, no one dictating or saying we're doing this. Um and which really allows our members to have uh, exposure to a variety of different ways to help our community. So you're one of the founders of RunOV, correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. And so when you're conceptualizing this run club, right, you know, you're a runner, you want to form something, you love running, you love gathering together. Uh, why did it become so important to add this philanthropic? you know, pillar to it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, when, when I started and, and I asked that question, cause when I started Runsimo, well, I didn't start Runsimo when I started driver and then we formed with Runsimo, you know, our idea had always been, you know, we want to run, we love to get together. And it's not that we didn't think of community service or outreach or philanthropy as sort of a pillar of anything. It almost kind of became a byproduct of us gathering together. You know, we kind of got together mm -hmm. And then we would see a need in the community and then we'd hope to meet that need. But you right from the get go have said, no, 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 we're going to start. And we're going to say one of the pillars of this run club is not only are we running, not only are we gathering, but we're going to also give back to the community. And so why was it so important to you from the start to establish that as a pillar of, of run OV? Mm -hmm. Giving back has been something that has been important to me, um, instilled in me, um, in my personal, you know, morals and belief systems uh, from from the beginning. Um, 
my college that I went to, Wittenberg University, their um, motto is having light, we pass it on to others. And that also uh, kind of incorporates the idea of if you have if you have something, share it, um, share it with someone else. Um, and I think about also God giving talents to different people to um, um, I don't know, bring people uh, awareness of, 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 of God, for example, uh, and maybe some people sing in choirs, maybe some people are um, missionaries. And I'm like, what talents has God given me? And how am I going mm-hmm. to like, you know, help bring light into this world? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm a talented runner, like I'm not winning races, but I've been running since I was 12 years old. Like I did cross country and track from middle school through college. And then I did my first marathon at age 25. And then I did a bunch of ultras and endurance events and relays and things like that. It's like, I have experience running. And then I also have experience leading and I can combine these two to help make a difference in the community. Um, by doing something that's important to me, which is which is giving back, which is doing the charity work. Um, before Runov even started, my friends would um, be inspired by the things that I was already doing, whether it was volunteering at the SPCA or doing beach cleanups, just leaving my house and just picking up trash on the beach and my friends were like, would want to come along and, and do that and I was like oh we can let's combine all let's combine all this so and so you talk about this transition from you know sort of this this moral understanding that you have especially as a, a youth and a young adult and then coming in and then combining that with your running experience and so what does your running journey look like i mean you talk about running as a youth and then doing your first marathon um so especially like what was your introduction into the hampton roads into into this area's running community uh Mm -hmm. what did that look like you know I, i guess for a lot of folks who are probably in this community who might be listening to some of these early podcasts you know where were you entered in and then like what made you want to start run ov because i mean there's a plethora of run clubs in virginia beach um mm-hmm. and and it's not that you know we try and form all these run clubs to dilute anything um mm-hmm. but we form run clubs for a very specific purpose that's like embedded within us to to reach a certain like feeling and inspiration and so mm-hmm. what is your journey of running in community look like that leads you to run ov mm-hmm. um so when I was 24 years old. My dad passed away from leukemia. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, because of his diagnosis, I became aware of an organization called the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And they have what's called team and training. That's an organization that trains endurance athletes to complete endurance events and in exchange for the coaching and training, these athletes then pledge to raise money to support the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's mission of curing blood cancer and supporting um, patients and their families um, while they're undergoing treatment. 
um, because of my close connection with the cause, I decided I would sign up with team and training, raise the money, and I selected the marathon that had the highest fundraising requirement because I was just, you know, my dad had just passed. It was really, um, really, really passionate and wanted to do this as part of, you know, part of keeping my dad's legacy alive. Um, so I ran my first marathon in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, the Mayor's <laughs> Midnight Sun Marathon, uh, which is held in June on the weekend closest to the summer solstice. It's not complete uh, 24 hours of daylight, but it's, I think, around 20, 19, 20 hours of daylight at that time. So um, that was a really, really cool event. But what was even cooler was raising all the money, you know, for 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 the cause. And that was my first time using my running to do something more than just running. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had signed up for many 5Ks community events that supported different different things, you know, run this 5K for this cause or this 5K, but it was just, you know, it didn't have fundraising. It was just do this race. Yeah. Um, so this was the first time where there was active, uh, you know, an active charity involvement with that. Um, from there, you know, I spent many years with team and training. And then I learned of an organization called Team RWB, Team Red, White, and Blue. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a chapter here in Hampton Roads. Um, I was still living in Cincinnati at the time. And I have one of the original Team RWB shirts before they had the shirt that you see today is not the original. Um, uh, I was was with them you know, from the start of this organization that has expanded so, so big. RWB is so huge now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm proud to have been one of the first to um, become involved with that organization. Um, with that, I um, became um, one of the leaders in RWB. Um, and there's a, ch- a chapter in Cincinnati. And then when I moved to Hampton Roads, my very first running event was the day after I moved here. And it was a mm. meetup with Team RWB. So that was my first introduction to the running community here in Hampton Roads. Um, joined the RWB chapter here, um, became the trail leader, the yoga leader. Um, I don't, yeah, this is, uh, various <laughs> positions there and <laughs> did that for a few years. Um, and then, uh, one of the other organizations that I was involved with was a nonprofit, um, whose, um, purpose and mission was to put on events and raise money for charities here in Hampton Roads, which I, I loved that. That was great. Um, the drawback of that was that there's just one or two people in the organization that actually selected what charities mm-hmm. were going to be supported. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was one of the um, run leaders who um, helped start or uh, generate um, the Ocean View Run Club. But the reason why I decided to found Run OV was because of wanting to make sure that the members all had a voice 
in determining what we're doing, what we're supporting, that there's not one person um, you know, in charge, but that it's kind of, you know, for the people, by the people, and that everyone mm-hmm. has a voice and a say. So um, starting the nonprofit, um, you know, we have a board of directors, we have members, um, and between the directors and the members, everyone, you know, we're voting on on what happens. And it really puts, um, I think, uh, gives people more ownership in in the organization, knowing that they have a voice and they are, um, I think, more committed to doing these various um, charitable things because they're, it's something that they suggested or something that, you know, they voted for that they want that they want to do. And so as you all gather together, uh, you're not only creating community, but you're also uh, building community and growing community beyond yourselves. And so what does it look like for you all? You know, you start out, you know, founder, you know, maybe a, a few other people. Obviously, since you're a nonprofit, you had to, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of start out with some sort of mm-hmm. board structure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so but so you start out and it's and it's very small um, or it's 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 very mm-hmm. fledgling. I guess I like to say sometimes <laughs> um, how how did you build out that community? How, how did that <laughs> community, you know, it, starting with uh, just you and just a group of people, you know, how did that community begin to build? Mm-hmm. We've um, operated with two directors of the board and a handful, literally like a handful, maybe five or, or so members who are coming out each week to do the running um, events. And we have grown to where we have around 20 people now coming out each week. And it's not always the same people. We have new people coming all the time, but we've grown from five people in attendance to maybe 20 people in attendance. And now we have seven people on the board of directors, plus an an additional volunteer. So it's been so wonderful to to grow from, you know, two people making this happen to now we have eight people helping. Um, It really is allowing us to do even more. Um, and you know, like I said, we have official members because we are, you know, um, you know, 501c3 mm-hmm. uh, nonprofit, but our, our Facebook, we have a, a public page and a group page, and then we have an Instagram account and we have hundreds and hundreds of followers on each of those. Yeah. So, um, um, so our reach is just continues to expand, which is really, really exciting. And so let's look onto the running for a second, because I think that that's one of the areas where, for me, what I've noticed is that to build community around running, you know, like I said before, my my kind of conceptualization of it was, is that we've kind of built community around running, then the byproduct has almost been like building and growing community outside of our running community through the extensions out. Um, and so what has running meant for meant for this nonprofit? Like, obviously, the people on the board, I'm guessing they're they're sold into the concept. And so I'm guessing they're runners. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all of your members are runners. And so mm-hmm. what does the running aspect look like for you? I mean, y'all are going on group runs together. Y'all are having fun together. Y'all are doing races together. Y'all are hooting and hollering at uh, Harbor, uh, <laughs> getting people across that finish line with us together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so what does that run aspect look like? 
Mm-hmm. Um, running brought us all together, like you said. Um, that is the common denominator. Um, but I think looking further or beyond the running, I did my um, college senior thesis on the ethos and solidarity of cross-country runners. Mm-hmm. I think it can expand to all runners, but it, it really looking at um, how runners have commonality uh, of traits and uh, belief systems. And so when we bring runners together, um, even though we have people of different, we have different religions, different political beliefs, different backgrounds, um, all across the spectrum, the one thing that brings us together is the running and the camaraderie and the support to where I have seen um, friendships grow and blossom from this. So like it, it comes back to community. Yes, it's the running. We run and we get to explore different areas of our specific community. And we do some field trips to go to different areas um, in the broader Hampton Roads area. Um, some people walk, some people run, some people run, walk, you know, that's what the running looks like. We have fast, we have slow, Mm -hmm. whatever, but the running brings us together, but it's the community, the friendship that really um, is the exciting aspect of, of what develops from the running. And so we talk about this connection, continuing to to connect all of these pieces together uh, and, and, you know, like like I'd say, you know, building and growing these community aspects. And so you're not only living and existing in this community and helping people reach their running goals, but you're also living and existing in a community and showing them also what it means to help others as well. And so as as y'all have gone around to a lot of these races uh, within Hampton Roads, you know, I see you guys out at all the JNA races <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the other races around, you know, what does it mean for you all to to be that example. I mean, you guys are the community award winners uh, for for 2023 for JNA, and you know a lot of the Run Club leaders are now. Uh, I mean, I just say this just because we've done it. Is you know a lot of the Run Club leaders are now going around. They're saying like, "Hey, look at this club. Look at what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Look at not not just what they're doing, but even how they're doing it." Um, y- y- what does it mean for for you? even to extend to that to the the members of of your nonprofit for you all to be that example in the community of not just a cohesive group that's helping each other grow as runners and as human beings but to help the community be a better place as well uh it it's it's such an honor to be in in this position and i'm so uh, honored to have to for run ov to have been the recipient of the community award um from jna and uh to be able to share our our what we do and our experiences um and hopefully inspire others to do the same it's kind of you know the butterfly effect you never know what you know what kind of little thing you did that might have a large impact down the road and that's um part of 
part of, uh, you know, run OV where we are small, we're growing, but we're small, but you, it's the community focus at the, there are national organizations like, uh, run our, um, team RWB and that's awesome. And, you know, the leader of, um, team RWB has that, um, vision of creating something huge and he implemented it. And that was amazing. Um, and, uh, my kind of focus, though, is community here. What difference can I make right here, right right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and so even compared to another, you know, run club in Hampton Roads, we, NERC, NERC uh, North End Run, run Club is awesome. They do so, um, so much awesome stuff for the community. They'll have hundreds of people show up mm-hmm. um, for, th- for their events, which is so incredible to see. Um, and one of the differences, though, uh, with us is that uh, the members get to all know each other. The participants all get to know each other and really form um, relationships um, more quickly because there's fewer. Now, if we grow to 200 people, great. But, um, uh, you know, I, I like the aspect of, you know, really forming these relationships and um, getting to know uh, you know, getting to really know know each other when someone doesn't isn't able to make it. You have people like texting, like, "Oh, uh, are you okay? Or do you need anything?" Yeah. You know, you, people know when you don't show up, um, kind of thing. So um, that's really cool. But uh, to your, <laughs> I think I might have uh, gone <laughs> off a bit. But to your point about, um, you know, uh, the community award and um, maybe being an example, um, I I know that I am like really happy to um, be uh, be a, a, a set an example for for my run club um, itself uh, you know when I'm cheering everyone in we don't leave until the last of our participants mm-hmm. or even the last of everyone has has come come in across the finish line um, but also you know for the other run clubs, um, in the area and the other leaders, and I'm open to talking about how I've, you know, we've made this work and, you know, what, what they can, if anyone else wants, you know, needs help or advice or, you know, wants to collaborate together on mm-hmm. a certain charitable uh, event or endeavor, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm open to helping. So, mm-hmm. And so let's, let's jump to Melissa, the runner for a little bit, because I think one of the things that can get lost in leading a run club is maybe not necessarily the running success of its leader, but even just the running journey of its leader. Because I think, you know, one of the things you get so caught up in, you know, especially your club community, which is very much more, you know, organized uh by law <laughs> than <laughs> <Right>. probably some <laughs> than probably some of us who just have you know groups that are meeting together um mm-hmm. but I, you know i can i can see a way being a run club leader myself of you know your own run journey might get lost in trying to support others which is not necessarily a bad thing right it's not um but i think it's it's important not to ignore the fact that you know yeah i'm a runner too i have goals that I'd love to achieve. I have things that I'd love to do on the run. Um, so how are you, you know, there managing this support of other people 
while also having your own goals that you want to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I have tended to do is that when there is an event, race, um, distance that I want to do, you know, our run club, we meet every Wednesday and that's the schedule. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. But when there's an extra thing that I want to train for, I'll, if I'm going to train for it anyway, I'll say, Hey, does anyone want to do this? Let, you know, if there's other run OV members, whether we make it an official run OV thing or just, uh, I'm putting it out there on the group page. Hey, I, I'm going to be training for this. So every Saturday or every Sunday, I'm going to be here doing this. Uh, who wants to join? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it brings others along on doing things that they might not otherwise do, but it also helps me be accountable for my training and my goals um, mm-hmm. by um, you know having others um, you know sign up for events um, and train with me. So that's one of the things I think that um, I might not be um, doing doing um, you know training runs per se on on my Wednesday meetups but um but i may be we we rotate um who leads so mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. and and so you know what where is your running journey right now what is it what does it look like for you as as you're setting expectations as you're setting goals as you're you know you're you're looking for races um you know what are what are you looking towards what are you training towards Mm, good question. Um, yeah, in I want to say 2017, it was probably the fastest I had been in my adult running existence. Yeah, we gotta um, we gotta delineate the adult versus the youth. Those uh, it's hard right, to keep up yeah, with those times. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> really. <laughs> um. And I was spending a lot of time running, which I I loved doing. I had a very consistent training schedule. I had um, quick people I was running with. And after that, um, I had a lot of, uh, well, yeah, a lot of life changes um, to include. um, I started my own law practice and started this nonprofit and got involved with some other uh, organizations and all of that to say is that that my time availability has really shifted. I don't, I don't, I'm not as fast as I was in 2017 because I'm not running as much as I was mm-hmm. in 2017. It would, it would be cool to. Um, you know, I haven't really. I, I know with like goal setting you should make it obtainable and like certain like not just i want to be faster but like you know i you know my time <laughs> should you know i want to do this so um i haven't really nailed down i've got a few weeks yet before new new year's resolutions go into effect right but i haven't really nailed down what that would look like for me but i do want to get back into um more more routine uh more uh, to get uh, of running and um um which sounds kind of funny because i i'm running you know a run club once a week but um 
there, there are weeks where run club is the only day of the week that I'm running. Um, mm. you know, so prioritizing my time to do more consistent training and try and get, um, some of that speed back. Um, I just enjoy it. You know, it's fun to run fast. Um, mm-hmm. it's also fun to run slow, but, um, <laughs> it would, yeah, but, um, that, that would be cool. Um, as far as training, uh, for events or what events are on the horizon, I don't have a 2024 um, challenge picked out yet. I did just do Ragnar Trail, Florida, um, which was really, really fun. It was also really, really hot and humid. Um, (laughs) But that I I joined a team like a week beforehand who needed a fill in. Like I didn't even necessarily train for that. I was just like, I'm down, let's do this. And it was amazing. Um, and that's kind of been how a lot of my races have happened um, lately with a uh, kind of last minute, like, uh, all right, let's do this. Let's go. Um Back in my younger years, I could just do a half marathon, no problem, no training. And a couple years ago, I did a half marathon. I think it was the Crawling Crab. Okay. And, um, and uh, it hurt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't train. And I was like, oh, not as young as I used to be. Okay, maybe, maybe <laughs> not being a half uh as easily anymore that's all right but oh come on just you gotta get to a certain (laughs) level of training right (laughs) yeah yeah so now i am officially training for a sun up to sundown in february um a 5k every hour for 10 hours but i'm on a team so i'm only doing half of that Um, (laughs) so um it'll be about the equivalent of a half marathon but yeah 5k segments Yeah, I saw JNA put that out again, and I was like, ah, politely decline that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, the weather's so unpredictable, but um, yeah, yeah. Know, we'll see. That that's such a that's such a weird one. So I'm like, ah, I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but and and so I one of the things that that it's always fun to hear is you know the way it's this this whole journey is is circular in a way, right? Because the running has led to forming community, has led to building community, has led to growing community, has led to more running. Um, and, you know, that's that's kind of what I desired behind this podcast was was exploring the way that those circles connect, whether it is in, you know, being a part of community that's reaching out and supporting community or how community is built within running as well, because, you know, we we realize both of these things happening within within our own little spaces and within our own little places and again it's it's no matter how it's formed it's the byproducts of what happened that often make it the best because i'm sure when when y'all started run ov you could not have even imagined you know probably what charities you were supporting uh where you'd be serving you know what that would mean to folks um and even the impact you have because you know, it's again, it is hard to kind of go around and not hear about a lot of the work that a lot of the other run clubs were doing. You know, I don't we had we had heard the name Run OV, you know, before we got to the community award. And, you, you know, I'm not going to lie, Run Samo, we were already trembling in our boots. We already kind of it's, you know, we we had kind of, you know, we played the game a little bit. And we were just like, hey, here's all the stuff that we did. Like Jerry, Amy, here's all the stuff we did. Not mm-hmm. holding anything back. Have it. 
Uh, it's been a rough year for Mike and I, <laughs> um, but we had still, and we had still done a lot. Like, I mean, if you break it down, we're, we're one of those run clubs too, that kind of, you know, we started picking one activity a month. Like, just, just, let's just do something for the community. It may not, it doesn't have to be for the running community, but maybe something for Hampton roads. Um, mm -hmm. we found ourselves volunteering at a lot of races this year and helping out to make sure that some of the races could go on. We found ourselves just cleaning up around our local community because, you know, we had a lot of trash on our running trail. We wanted the running trail to look nice. Uh, mm -hmm. we found ourselves doing like school drive, you know, all of these different things. Um, and it's really interesting to see how those little things come out. Um, and it's not even like, then you just kind of hear, oh, look, you're doing that. Well, listen to what this other club is doing. Um, <laughs> but it's, but it's like, man, like, look at all this stuff you're doing. And then look at all this stuff that's going on over here at run OV and look at all this stuff that's going on with like black men run and, you know, Norfolk run club and ocean view. And, and you just kind of hear all of these different stories. Um, and I have to think at this point in time, we have, we have to have like, 95% of the Hampton Roads area covered. Like there's, there's gotta only be 5% of it left. It's somewhere. Mm -hmm. We don't know where it is, but we will cover that area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that, yeah, I think Hampton Roads has just even on the lower peninsula, what is it? 21, 25 different run clubs. And I've seen like like you said more and more run clubs doing this this charitable work as part as part of their organization as part of their meetups and to think about how huge of an impact running is having on Hampton Roads um is is amazing i think mm -hmm. it it needs to be uh it needs to be on the news like it needs to be like oh my gosh look at the there should be a podcast about that. There yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. And the podcast should be promoted on the news. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> this is amazing, like, to think how big of a difference the running community is making in, you know, not just, you know, Ocean View or Norfolk, but, you know, our larger Hampton Roads community and beyond. Well, and, and you know, it's, and it starts with, you know, a group of people who have committed to some sort of active lifestyle. Right. And then, cause I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're we have similar things that run similar, right? We, we don't care what pace you go. Um, in fact, I've been known to call some of our walkers. I've called them runners and that, because I'm just like, we're all doing this together. It doesn't matter what pace you're going at. Mm -hmm. And when we get new people, we, you know, we have a cool thing is, um, when we have new people coming, you know, we have a, we have our, our, our veterans raise their hands. Um, and then we also invite folks to come and find our veterans and then we'll match them. We'll match new folks up with, with some of our veteran folks who kind of are similar paces to help them go around the neighborhood. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's almost become a form of community connection in and of itself. Cause now, you know, the people who have been here for, you know, whether it's like a few months and kind of have starting to get to know the rope, them, uh, get to know the ropes themselves or the people who have been with us, you know, for the last two years, you know, they're, they're building that sense of community, but then it's like, we can't just stop there, right? We can't just stop there because as runners, not only do we like love this active lifestyle, um, but I've noticed, especially around here, like we want to be able to practice that healthy lifestyle as well. We want to be able to practice that active lifestyle. Uh, we become very big advocates for the running trails in our community. Um, and so making sure that there are safe places for people to, to, to run, but 
you know, having lived in both Washington, D.C. and in Richmond, Virginia, I know that not only are safe places for running make say also make safe places for, say, like commuting for people to like walk or ride their bikes to and from work. Um, and so we've noticed that sort of thing of being able to like, hey, not only are we trying to make ourselves healthy and active, but in making ourselves healthy and active, we also kind of want to find ways to make our communities healthy. Um, cause you know, y'all are in Virginia beach up in ocean view, which is like the Northern part of Virginia beach, um, which has its own sort of, you know, issues and problems, you know, we're located in Portsmouth, which I mean, like all you sometimes have to do is just say Portsmouth and people kind of cringe. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, the, what we're, what we get from practicing what we love doing in community has also given us this love of community that we want to be able to help and support. And I think that that's such a great thing for us to be able to do because it's something that's almost never enough for us. You know, we, we want to continue to give back because we realize how much the community's given to us. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's wrap up. I've got some mm-hmm. end of podcast questions here. These will be super easy. Um, don't okay. worry, no <laughs> pressure at all. Uh, so Melissa, what is your favorite distance to race or to like, to like run a race? And what's your favorite distance to run a race? Hands down 50 K 50 K. Okay. All right. Nope. I got no desire to do that one. (laughs) It must be on a trail, but they, they all, I don't know any 50 Ks that are on the pavement, but I would rather do a 50 K over a street marathon any day. All right. All right. We got an ultra runner here. I've got some friends. (laughs) I, I, I have. You know, I think, you know, actually, I, I I think there might be something to it. I've got some I've got some female friends who love to run ultras. And it's, you know, I, uh, I it's it's just interesting to see how much that sport has like just gained attraction over the last number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I it, it hopefully does not sound sexist, but but really in the female community, like there are some wonderfully amazing ultra female runners like um Camille Heron and Sika Henry, like doing the hundred K a couple of years ago and y'all just crush it. Um, so I don't know what it is, but I have no desire to run anything over 15 miles. That's my rule. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, to each their own. (laughs) Right. There you go. But, but I asked what your favorite one was, right? Yeah. Um, So out of every race you've ever run, uh, in the history of your life, what is the favorite, what is a favorite race that you've ever had? It's got to be the Wicked 10K. JNA Wicked 10K um, has got to be my favorite. Um, one, the costumes are people are so creative with the costumes. Two, the after party on the beach. What can you know? What yeah. more can you ask for? And three, I have two of my best friends um, from Ohio that come down every year to run it yeah. with me. And it's now a tradition. So that just you know makes it have a special place in my heart, too. Friends, I apologize, listeners. Uh, we're gonna get a lot of J and A races in these early episodes. <laughs> sorry, they're just too awesome. You can't ignore mm-hmm. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what is your go-to pre-race meal? Mm. Uh, carbo load with the pasta. All right, that's a pop- that, 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 <laughs> that is a popular one. I, 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 mm-hmm. I have no idea why where we get that from. Uh-huh. Um, and then last <laughs> question: uh, going out for just a, an an easy. 50k on the trail whatever it is no um what is your go-to <laughs> running shoe what do, what do you just love to slip on and just go run a bunch of miles in mm. um so i would say currently have brooks 
Um, but Salomons are also up okay. there the tra- for the trail shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen the, I've seen those on the trail a lot. I got recommended them and, and mm-hmm. took a pair out for a couple of trail runs early on. Um, mm-hmm. Those ones are really comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Melissa. It was great having you on this episode. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Melissa and make sure to make every mile count. See you next time.